Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the greatest spectacle is being brought to you with Julie Chewbacca Fairy, Anthony A.J. Lujan, Clifford Red John Miller, and this is Get the K.O. And three, two, one. Welcome, everybody, to the greatest MMA podcast show that is probably in your car right now. And that would be Get the KO. Um, Julie is not with us today, but my other latest and greatest co host, the man with the most, AJ Luhan, is here with us. Like me. You can call me Lou, by the way. A.J. Luhan. Yep, that's him. Latest and the greatest. So, um, as mentioned, uh, Julie's not here today. Uh, you know, she had some prior commitments, and that's okay. But we do want to say that on this last UFC card, uh, she ran a table. So, give you guys an uh, update. She did. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, update on the predictions. Uh, Anthony is leading the pack, would you say, 9-5? and five? Is that right? 9-5, yep. Um, I'm coming in second at 8-6. and six, And Julie, after running a 5-0 run on the last main event card, she is now 7-7. Seven and seven, So big ups to that girl for pulling it off. Had she had she been here, she could have started off the, uh, the podcast. Right, yep, definitely. Um, she got back into the... The standings. She did. She that was a that was crazy that she was able to pull that off. Um, but let's just jump into it, right? So, uh, UFC. Actually, we're gonna start with uh, Bellator, right? So, Bellator two two four was on July twelfth. Uh, just from the main card, we're just gonna kind of run it down. Um, we started with uh, Joseph Holmes uh, defeated Kona Oliveira. Uh, rear naked choke submission, second round. Um, big win for him. Uh, Lucas Benin uh, defeated Tom- Thompson Lopez. Uh, that was also by submission, rear naked choke in the first. Uh, Ed Ruth defeated uh, Kichi uh, Kunamoto, uh, TKO. Juliana Vasquez defeated Christina Williams, TKO. Uh, Rafael uh, Carvalho defeated Chid uh, Nujaka. Dujakoani, uh, that was by decision. And then for the main event, Julia Budd defeats Olga Rubin, uh, f- uh, TKO, uh, first round. So, big ups to the winners. Good job, guys. Um, also, on uh, one championship, this would have been uh, July 12th as well. Uh, we had Hiro, uh, Hiroki Akiyamoto uh, defeating Kenny Tensi uh, by decision. Toy Worthwin defeating Chen Rui uh, by KO. Uh, Jinhin uh, Razuna defeats Joe Mary Torres. Uh, that was by first round submission. Uh, Abrano Fernandez uh, lost to uh, Gudasan, uh, Gushan, I'm sorry, Gudashan uh, Magant uh, by decision. Eve Ting uh, wins by second round submission to uh, defeating Daichi Abe. Angela Lee uh, defeats or was defeated by Michelle Nicoloni uh, by decision, and then for the main event, uh, uh, Georgi Petrosian uh, wins in decision against. This is like the craziest name I've ever seen, Anthony. Pecho Mokat Pechididi Academy, like the whole name is weird. So oh, you said a. Uh... I want to go back to I want to go back to the, the 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 Bellator card real quick. Yeah. Who did you say the main event was? Uh, Julia Budd versus Olga Rubin. All right, so that Julia girl. Mm-hmm. Trying to remember where I've seen her fight, and I'm looking through my thing, but I'm just not finding it. Um, didn't watch any of these. Uh, these the la- the last fight that I knew about what for for Bellator, anyways, and this. Just because I've been so crazy busy is uh, when Rafael Lovato defeated Gegard Mousasi to win the title. That's the last Bellator thing I've I've seen. 
Yeah. Um. So, the last three fights for our first three fights for Julia Bud. I'm sorry. The first four fights for Julia Bud. You would have seen her fight um, Shannon Nelson, Amanda Nunes, Jermaine Duradami, and Ronda Rousey all at Strike Force. Yes. Just kind of give you an idea. Hey, fun fact. She lost to Amanda Nunes. Can you guess how and in what round? Uh, no, that TKO punches and probably in the first round, I think. Yeah. And then she lost to Ronda Rousey. Can you guess how and in what round? Armbar first round. Hey. <laughs> but big ups to Julia, though, because since that loss to Ronda Rousey, she's been on a tear. Um, she's got 13 wins, so um, she had a, she's on an 11-fight winning streak going into the Bellator. So, you know, big, big ups to her. So, congrats. And on the definitely. Big I didn't realize she's 36. That's crazy. All right. So, let's jump like into it, it man. We're going to jump into the main card for... UFC Fight Night 155. This was incredible. Let's start us off. Uh, Marvin Vittori versus C- uh, Cesar uh, Ferreria. I was looking for Cesar to come out uh, running and gunning in this. Um, that is not what happened. <laughs> uh, Marvin dominated this fight. Uh, 106 to 176. 78 out of 148 significant strikes landed. Two, and four, two for four for his takedowns. Uh, Caesar, 41 of 90, 39 of 88 for significant strikes. And 0 for 5 for his takedowns. Uh, not a good showing. Not a good showing for him at all. <laughs> um, I ended up scoring this fight. Uh, uh, not, absolutely not. Nah, I scored a 30, I think I scored a 30-27. Obviously, all three rounds going towards Marvin. He uh, was incredible in this fight. He looked real good. Um, He looked like... He's had 15, 16 fights now, and what she does, um, he looked real, real good. He looked loose. He wasn't uptight. Um, he wasn't tight at all. It, he looked. It was a great fight for him, and a, a, and a, what a good opponent to have him again. Uh, other than the fact that uh, Caesar Caesar likes to, to throw, and he didn't throw much like we we normally would see. So big ups. I chose him. And so did Julie. Yep. Um, and I did not. Uh, so the next fight that we had, though, Carl Roberson versus Wellington Terman. Uh, this was kind of a controversial fight. Um, I had it 29-28 uh, for Carl. Obviously, I was pulling for him in this fight. Uh, and uh, stat-wise, 73, uh, 79 of 113, 50 of 80 for significant strikes, no takedown attempts. Wellington, on the other hand, 38 of 67, 25 of 51 for significant strikes, 4 for 7 for his takedowns, and 2 submission attempts. Um, I kind of felt that Carl really dominated the first and the third rounds, and in the second round, he just kind of like puttered out, so he just kind of took that ass whooping. Um, how did you see that fight? No, I uh, I agree with you. The thing is, is I think that uh, he, that because of the new rule. I gave him an eight in the second round, which would have made it uh, a uh, draw, pretty much. Yeah, eight twenty-eight. I could have seen that. I could see that unanimous draw. Or yeah, um, six twenty-six. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. I think. I think it was a. It was a good showing in that second round by uh, Wilmington. But uh, shout out to Carl Robinson for the W. Yeah, shout out to Carl Robinson. Uh, so next fight up, uh, Josh Emmett versus uh, Mercada uh, Beck Tick. Um, so we're just gonna start right off. Josh Emmett won this match. Uh, first round, four minutes, twenty five seconds, uh, one knockdown. Uh, 33 of 60 for total strikes, 27 of 52. Uh, Mursad had a 10 for 65, 10 for 65 total strikes and seven significant strikes, respectively. Um, big win for Emmett. Uh, it kind of felt like he just had this fight in control. He knew he was going to win this fight. He walked in with an attitude with a big chip on his shoulder. 
delivered some massive, massive blows, and uh, obviously came out with the dub. You know what's crazy? So, um, he he beat uh, he lost to Desmond Green by split decision at UFC 210 in 2017. Yeah, and then he got a uh, he got a uh, a unanimous decision uh, the night that Donald Cerrone got uh, beat by, by Darren Till. Then he beat Ricardo Lamas, and then he got KO'd by Jeremy Stevens. <clears throat> Going into uh, the Michael Johnson fight, uh, which was March of this year, I was like, Michael Johnson's going to beat him up and hurt him. And he KO'd Michael Johnson. He KO'd the menace. And then this fight, he's KO'd another guy. He's barely top 10, not even top 10, I don't think. I think he's at like number 10 or 11. Right. But this has serious yeah. knockout power. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, there's no doubt about and, that. He and he, tra- he trains at Alpha Male, so we get to, I get to see him on Dwight's Snapchat here and there. But I, you got you got to give him a top. You have to give him a top five person now. Like he's showing that he's got that power to knock out anybody that he wants. Yeah, it was kind of cool because in the background we got to see um, Uriah Faber. Uh, he was watching him on a TV screen, and when he saw that he got the win. You could see in Uriah's face, like, he was very excited to see uh, the big knockout. So, you know, it's cool, like, to be celebrating for, like, your own teammates and stuff like that when they come through the card. So it is kind of cool. You know, as much as it is an individual sport, um, it's very exciting to see that as a team, they collectively are obviously excited for each other when they when they battle. So big ups. Oh, yeah, definitely. So that brings us to the Bantamweight. Uriah Faber... Uh, versus Rick, Rick, Ricky Simon. Uh, what can I say? Uriah won the fight. Uh, just devastating. Uh, he got one knockdown. He was 11 of 15, 11 15 for total strikes and significant strikes. And Ricky was four of eight and four of eight. Um, I'm going to be honest, man. I didn't think Uriah had it in this, in this fight. I was kind of like, I was, I don't want to say I was rooting against him, but he did have a lot of stuff going against him as, you know, Father Time was not on his side. Obviously, he's 40 years old. Um, his last fight was in 2016 against Brad Pickett. He did win that fight. Um, but I just, and, and he won by decision. You know, so I guess the layoff really did help him. Because um, I know, like, he called out uh, Henry Cejudo uh, for his next opponent, which, crazy enough, it looks like that might be in the works. Um, but Ricky just. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what's going on with him. He just he just didn't look like himself, um, especially after he came off the huge win against uh, Ran, Randy uh, Yaye um, back at uh, UFC yeah. 34. Yeah, and he looked good. Yeah, he looked good in February, and like he didn't <clears throat> he didn't look bad because that's the fight that he that he did even with uh, with Ronnie. Um, is he was he was pushing forward. Ronnie was trying to take it to the ground, and to, but Uriah just came up and and he he said it in his post interview. He learned that counter punch from uh, Song Ladong, and I mean it worked. And out. Uh, he connected with him. He connected with him, and he, even he he knows Ricky Simon is going to be a force to be with reckoned with in the UFC. In, in this Benham weight, but it's not his time yet. He, he still got he's got some maturing to do. But shout out to Ryan Faber for coming back after three years and getting the knockout. Yeah. I was a uh, I got to watch that fight. Luckily, I get to watch that fight, dude. Uh, right before my screen, uh, my internet connection froze because I was at the softball. I was at my softball tournament. Uh, Uriah got that knockout right before our game. So then our then my then the uh, the uh, next fight, I didn't get to watch because my my the internet is so glitchy out there. But you hear you hear that uh, music, California love, and I'm just like, oh, here it is, and then people just go crazy for Sacktown. Yeah. So, and then in the main event, we had Jermaine Duradami versus Aspen Lad. And let's just be let's be honest, how disrespectful Wikipedia is because featherweight matchup, Josh wins by TKO punches. 
Bantamweight, Uriah Faber wins TKO punches. Jermaine Derotomy wins TKO punch. <laughs> like, <laughs> so rude. <laughs> um, but it was. It was a one-hitter quitter. And um, so we could talk about this. I kind of felt it was controversial, right? So Aspen is looking to land. She's moving in. And, in fact, this is how crazy it is. So the stat card has it four for five for total strikes for Jermaine Derotomy, both total and significant, and 0 for four for Aspen. Aspen was looking to throw. She was getting in, kind of moving, you know, feints here and there. She got hit one time. It dropped her instantly. And um, then uh, Jermaine landed two more punches while, like, Aspen was trying to roll and get in defense position. But it was like as soon as she dropped, Herb was already looking to stop the fight. And, like, he was running in. Um, Herb is the gold standard now because John McCartney is reti- uh, McCarthy is retired. But it's to the point where it's like, yo, man, like, if it was two guys fighting and one dude dropped like that and was rolling over to get into ve- defense position, he would have let the fight go a little longer just to see if he would have got back up or if he would have looked for a takedown. With Aspen dropping, as she got hit one one or two more times, she rolled over onto her butt. She was getting into defensive position. He stopped the fight. And I almost kind of wanted Aspen to eat another two or three more shots just to really kind of be like, all right, now you got to stop it. Because when we see those slurry punches land, that's usually when Herb will jump in. Like if someone purely cannot defend themselves, like we've seen with Amanda Nunes versus Ronda Rousey, Amanda was laying bomb after bomb after bomb, and eventually they stopped the fight. This time, it was like one hit, drop, light punch, light punch, and then that was it. Stop the fight. And I was kind of like, Herb, come on, man. Like, you're you're better than that. No. And here, here here's my take on this. I think it's a good stop. I think it's it, uh, definitely... Uh, called for because when she got dropped she stood on she sat there on all fours for a good second at least second if not two and then Jermaine hit her in the shoulder and then she turned over and then tried to get in the defense position but she was there for two like it was a weird it was like she stalled and uh, I just I she, there was no Oh, she didn't try to get all the way up back up on her feet or anything like that. It was, it was, she, she, she sat there and she waited to, it was like she was waiting to, for her to come back to get on her back. And Jermaine didn't. And it was just a weird stall. Like I have, I have this fight up right, right now. I have this fight up right now. And, uh, all right. So anyway, so Ashley, yeah, Ashley Ladd got hit, and she sat there, and I'm just like, why are you still sitting there? Like, right now, get, give me give me a few seconds here, because I'm going to have my timer out, uh, my stopwatch out. I want to time this, because I have this fight up right now on my TV. I want to time, and when she gets hit, to the time she gets, and knocked on all fours, to the time she gets actually hit again. And it, it it's just that quick. It was like, what the heck? What are you doing? Wait, everyone. Yeah, two seconds. She waited two seconds before getting hit. She stalled for two seconds. Yeah, I think Herb, I, I, I honestly think Herb stopped that perfectly. We agree to disagree. I'm not saying it was a bad stoppage. It was a good stoppage in the sense that they needed to make sure that she was okay. Personally, I think it was a bad stoppage because I think if it was an, if it was a dude fighting another dude, I've said it numerous times. If so do find another dude, Herb would have let it go at least a couple seconds longer just to see what would have happened, and then he would have let it go. I just why stall? It it's weird. I don't That's know what Aspen. At. I don't know what Aspen was thinking. Obviously, like um, obviously we weren't in her position, um, but I'm not sure what like if her if she shut down because it's weird. Because normally when a fighter gets hit like that, we've seen it numerous times where they just fall flat and they just they flatten out. But she caught herself, and she was just – I wonder if she was just sitting there, like, trying to get her bearings together to figure out where she was, like, in the ring. You know what I mean? 
And yeah, it just, I it, it it was I like I said, it feels like she like like looked there because she did look like over her shoulder, like she was getting ready for Jermaine to get on top of her, like like and try to take it take it to the ground. But then she got she went to get hit, and she like put her shoulder into it and got hit. I don't know. I curbs the gold standard, and I I gotta agree with him on it. Yep, it is what it is. All right, so that covers those fights. Um, we do have UFC on ESPN four coming up. Um, I'm gonna read off Julie's picks, and then Anthony, you and I will just we'll do our picks together. Um, so well, she we, has. We should. What we should do is, is talk about the fights, so I can write these down as well. Well, let let's run through Julie's first, and just her picks, and then you and I will talk about the fights, like I said before. So. First up, uh, we have Andre Vlosky versus Ben Rothwell. She has picked Ben Rothwell. Uh, next up, we have Alexander Hernandez versus Francisco Trinaldo. She has taken Alexander Hernandez. We have James Vick versus Dan Hooker. She has picked Dan Hooker. We have Greg Hardy versus Juan Adams. She has taken Greg Hardy. We have Alexi Olenek versus Walt Harris. She has taken Olenek. And she writes as a note, he better do that damn choke again. I only can hear her say that. Um, and then, for the main event, she has Rafael Dos Anjos over uh, Leon Edwards. So, pretty good solid picks. Um, Anthony, you and I will dissect these fights. How you feel about that? Okay, let's go. How you like them apples. So, let's start us off, right? Uh, go ahead and start us off with the first fight, Anthony. Hey everybody, Cliff here with Get to KO, and I really hope you love what you're listening to. So did you know that you can get paid for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We just discovered it for ourselves. It's a free app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to this podcast. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast, and you earn a PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin into a gift card at places like Starbucks and Amazon. Or, if you're a good person, you could donate that PodCoin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. You download the app right now on iPhone or Android, and I will have a special code just for you. Simply just use our code, THEKO, and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to us enough on there, you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks, or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and, and sign up with the code THEKO. I swear, it'll change the way you listen to podcasts. Right, you got Ben Rothwell versus uh, Andre Olofsky. You got two big hitters. You got one one guy you got that I feel is just tougher than the other, and that's Andre Olofsky. I think that he's just tough as nails like we've we've seen him get KO'd in the middle of the fight come back to it fast enough that the fight don't get stopped and KO'd the guy so um you got some big hitters in this one we got heavy heavy hitters and Ben Ross has been on a two fight losing streak um Andre Vlosky is coming off of then he just come off of he's lost three of his last four with the no contest to Walt Harris um after and actually it was a split decision win for Harris but the fight got overturned. Um, so these are two guys who are looking to get into the, back into the win column. Um, I know that everybody is going to want to kind of pull for Andre Vlosky, but me personally, I'm pulling for Ben Rothwell. I just think that he's just got the heavier hands. Uh, the one thing about Andre Vlosky is that when you are able to connect with this chin, um, he goes down pretty quick. So me personally, I'm going to have to lean that way and go with uh, Ben Rothwell. What you got, Anthony? I I got Olowski on this one. Okay. Can't go can't go against the guy that beat up the bullies on M- that MTV show. <laughs> you talk bully beat down. <laughs> he beat down, man. Speaking of which, on bully beat down, I don't know if you know, but Eddie Alvarez and uh, Michelle Watterson were on the on that fight on that show as well. So, for the next fight, we have Alexander Hernandez versus Francisco Trinaldo. Uh, Alex Hernandez is coming off of his loss to Donald Cerrone. Um, and 
Uh, we have Francisco Tronaldo coming off of his big win against Evan Dunham. I personally want to go with Alexander Hernandez. Um, his fight was a little bit more recent. I feel like he's going to be like, I, I got to get this win back. Uh, Francisco hasn't been in the octagon since September of last year. So it's almost been a year out of the octagon. Uh, so for me personally, Alexander Hernandez is my pick. I'm also going Hernandez, even though a little bit of part of me wants uh, Tronaldo to knock him out because uh, I like the kid. I, I like who, how he fights, but this last fight against Donald Cerrone, he was just running his mouth at the at the press conference, and I'm like, dude, like shut the fuck up. Yeah, and but pick wise, I got I got to I got to go with 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 Alexander Hernandez on this one as well. Yeah, um, yeah, he was running his mouth a lot, and he should he said a lot of things that he probably shouldn't have said. And I think with Donald Cerrone going in there and just whooping the shit out of him, I think uh, Alexander Hernandez he he learned his lesson. And I think in this next fight, he's going to be, you know, straight to the point, probably not as, like, mouthy, and just go in there and handle business. Um, moving up, James Vick yep. versus Dan Hooker. I am so torn in in this fight itself because uh, Vick is coming off of his two losses, uh, Justin Gaethje and Paul Felder, and Hooker is coming off of his loss to Edson Barboza. In my heart, I want to pull for Dan Hooker. So I think I'm just going to go with my heart in this one. Um, nah, you know what? I'm going to go with Vic. I'm going to take James Vic in this one. Um, hopefully he can get the win, get get back in the win column. He needs it. Uh, he's tough. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to stick with uh, James Vic for this one. I'm going James Vic, and here's the reason why. James Vic had... To uh, uh, go through the Ultimate Fighter, he lost in the uh, semifinal round against Michael Chiza. But to get into the Ultimate Fighter, he had to beat uh, a friend of mine, Dakota Cochran. And if people don't know, I'm a big Lincoln and Omaha fan. I love my Nebraska fighters and Dakota Cochran, who is fighting bare knuckle now. But to get into the Ultimate Fighter and lost. I split the decision to James Vick. So I'm going to choose James Vick on this one. Cool. Got some personal ties to it. Um, Our oh, next yes. fight is in a heavyweight class. We have the returning Greg Hardy versus Juan Adams. Um, Let's just be honest. I'm taking Greg Hardy. The dude's got nasty hands. And honestly, I, you know, aside from that one mistake he had, um, in his first UFC fight, he's still a strong competitor, and I think he's going to handle business in this next one. We, I, I'm picking James Hart, James Hardy, of course. Um, or Greg Hardy. I'm sorry. Uh, please don't hurt me, Greg Hardy. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to add him. I, I don't like the guy. We, none of us like the guy, and I know that it's time to change and everything else. But it's still one of those things that are close to me is domestic violence, especially with my fiance who's been through it. Um, I'm going Vic. I want to see him get knocked out. That'd be great. But I'm going. I'm definitely going James Vic. Cool. But you're also taking Greg Hardy. Greg Greg Hardy. Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Greg Hardy. I'm so sorry. I'm looking through. I'm looking through articles about Greg Hardy. Yes, Greg Hardy. I'm taking Greg Hardy. Um. All right. So our next fight up, we have uh, Aleski Olenek versus Walt Harris. Uh, Walt is a tough competitor. Um, he is coming off of the huge win, uh, back in May fourth against uh Spivak. Um, Olenek, he's always got those crazy funky chokes. Um. But he is coming off of a loss to Alistair Overeem. I think that he's going to want to try to get the win back. But I think Walt Harris does enough to stop it. So I think for this round, I think I'm just going to have to go with it. I'm just going to go with uh, I'm gonna go with Walt Harris in this one. 
E2. I'm going with Will Harris. I think he, like he said, he's got one of the best hands and the quickest hands in the in the division. So I'm going taking uh, Walt Harris as well. And so for our main event of the night, Rafael Dos Anjos is fighting uh, Lee, Leon Edwards. Uh, Leon is a tough competitor. He's one of the tops. Um, he's coming off of big wins over Donald Cerrone. He's also coming off a big win off of Brian Barbonera. He's also coming off another big win off of Gunnar Nelson. So he's got a lot of names in a hat, and he's looking to finish off his list. Um, there is the big win from Dos Anjos over Kevin Lee. Um, and then, of course, you know he did lose to Kamar Usman and Colby Covington. But in this fight, I know um, Julie took RDA. And I, I think I'm going to go with Leon Edwards. I don't. I just. I don't know about this one. This one's so hard because RDA is looking good since he moved up weight, and but you got Leon Leon Edwards who, who is just a beast. Um, like like you said earlier, he, he's getting wins over people like like Donald Cerrone and Brian Barbarina uh, and Vincent Lukey. But then he's also getting split decisions, like with like Gunnar Nelson, and he—I just don't know. That's just a hard one. Um, it's a toss-up, really. Um, I'm gonna go RDA. That's fair enough. So, how many fights do you and I have that are different? Because I feel like and you, yeah, you and I. Aside from the RDA Leon Edwards fight, so, so we have to. You got Ben Roth Rothwell, and, you got and I got Arlovsky. We both got Hernandez. We both got Vic. We both got Hardy. We both got Harris. Yeah, so just the two, the first and the last fight. And you got. <laughs> then it's, it's totally that. we're so we're so off. We're so different. If Julie goes five and zero, she's gonna surge ahead of us. Oh yeah. There's no doubt. I don't think she goes five and zero because I just I don't see like I don't know. I just all I don't three see... of us, all, th- all three of us got Hardy and uh, Hernandez. All three of us have that. Yeah, but I don't see I don't see Olenek winning that fight. I just don't see it. No, I don't either. But we ne- we never know. Yeah. You know, this fight card is actually really good, too. The prelim cards look really good, especially when you got people like Ray Borg, Roxanne uh, Modafari, uh, Raquel Pennington, Alex Caceres. Uh, um, so it's not like these are bum fights. These are actually really good fights when you dig into them a little bit. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I'm excited to see, see even smiling Sam Alvey getting back, back into it, even though he got... <laughs> Is it, is it twice in a row now that he's been kind of screwed out of fights? Oh yeah, same same ref and everything. Yes. Um, I don't think he probably should just change his name to like yeah. Sad Sad Sam. Mark Goddard has something against smiling Sam Elvis. I swear to God, he's like, don't don't you smell my cage? Yeah. Yeah, poor, poor Sam. So some of the other fights that we do have coming up, I just kind of want to touch on some light stuff because we have a we have a little bit of time. Uh, we do have the Max Holloway Frankie Edgar fight coming up after this fight card. Uh, Colby Covington and Robbie Lawler will be fighting it out. But there's one particular fight that I want to talk about with you, Anthony, and it's not on our agenda, but we are kind of early. Um, we have a fight coming up. We've been talking a lot of trash. Uh, for both of our respective fighters, uh, Michelle Watterson versus Joanna Jajewski. Uh Yeah, I know that you're taking Joanna Jajewski. Uh Care to state your opinion, sir? Oh, but you you hit it right on the dot. Michelle Watterson's been in one fight past the third round, and she's she's not known really for. Striking, she has really good kicks, but she's a good wrestler too. Joanna knows how to push the 
tempo, knows how to get to tie you out and get to that fifth round. I, it's going to be crazy. Don't get me wrong. I, I The Karate Hottie is a good, one of my good favorite fighters, but Joanna, dude, Joanna's something else. Yeah, and, you know, we well, talked about why this. Don't like why don't you like Joanna? Say that again. Why don't you like Joanna? Oh, I don't like Joanna in this fight because the Karate Hottie does have the ability to keep kicks out. She does have great wrestling. She has great submission ability. She's a well-rounded fighter all around. Uh, out of her 17 wins, she's got three knockouts, seven, uh, nine by submission, and then five by decision. Um, and you're right. She's only had one fight that went into deep waters, which that was uh, Jess and Evicta, uh, Jessica Penne uh, and Evicta. So that was a long time ago, back in 2013. Since then, though, rear naked chokes, submissions, uh, technical submissions, all sorts of moves, next after next. Uh, really, the only person that kind of really got to her, what I felt was Thug Rose. And I thought Thug Rose really presented her a lot of different problems that Michelle just couldn't counter, which was, it was fine. You know what I mean? It was just one of those things that was going to happen. Um, but, you know, her beating Paige Van Zandt, her big win against Felice Herrig and uh, Carolina Kowalski, I just feel like she she has this sneaky, like, up and coming that a lot of people aren't going to expect. And she, I think she has what it takes to take down uh, Joanna Jardeski a little further. You don't, you don't like Joanna Jardeski because she beat Rocky. You're right. I have a big issue when you, as a fighter, ma'am, come through and knock out my favorite mascot in all of the NBA Rocky the Mountain Lion in Denver, Colorado. Not appreciated. Not appreciated at all. Okay? <laughs> so, maybe maybe mind your P's and Q's, okay? And I think, and if I know, right? Thug Rose is from Denver. and uh, She is. Yep. She got that knockout. Or she got the knockout. And then she got the she win. Got revenge. <laughs> she got she revenge. got revenge for Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> and Michelle yeah. is from Colorado as well. So, hopefully... The Colorado Fighters can stand up 2-0 against her and uh, get the wins. Hey, so other than that, I do want to talk about a couple other things. So uh, Ryan Bader is fighting Czech Congo uh, on September 7th. Matt Matron's back in the ring right before there in August 24th. Not only that, but just breaking news that just happened a few hours ago. Miles Jury just signed with Bellator. Oh, wow. I mean, Miles Jury, uh, don't get me wrong. The one fight that I remember from Miles Jury was the head kick that Donald Cerrone gave him. <laughs> uh, he, he, lost, he, lost, he lost to Andre Philly and Chad Mendes before leaving the UFC. But he... Don't get me wrong. He's had some good fights that were just like, wow. He beat Diego Sanchez. He beat uh, Mike, uh, the Menace Johnson. Yeah. Um. So he's had some good friend, good fights out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. You know, he did also have that big win against Rick Glenn when Rick Glenn was hot. So he's definitely um, he's he's a he's a battler, man. He's a big scrappler. But the the fight with Chad Mendes, I. I have to question that fight now, man, because Chad Mendes ended up getting popped for PEDs right afterwards, and I'm I'm sure he was taking something to kind of slide under the radar and then get that win. I just I can't I can't unsee it now because Chad got kicked from the UFC because of it. You know what I mean? See, did you also see that uh, Bellator put out the uh, the grant? Prix for the featherweight, uh, the featherweight Grand Prix. No, I have to check that out. So, so uh, looking at that right now, um, you got Daniel Strauss versus Derek Compost. Derek Compost is a heavy, heavy hitter, dude. Um, you got Pat Curran, who everybody knows he is. He's fighting Adam Bra- Bricks. 
You got Emmanuel Sanchez versus Taiwan Claxter. You got Sam Sicilia versus Pedro Cavello. You got Patricio Pitbull versus Juan Archuleta. You got Darian Caldwell versus Henry Corrales. Daniel Whitechell versus uh, Saul Rogers. And AJ McKee, who's 14 and 0, versus George Karak Hayan. Yeah, that's a. It's interesting that there's I'm sixteen. To see there's sixteen people that are going to be in this fight, um, and they just that's what was like the first. These are the first eight that they announced, and obviously the next eight we fighting on the twenty eighth. Um, I'm excited for it, man. Like I'm not gonna lie, I do love seeing tournaments, um, especially if the health if the fighters are able to stay healthy and the fights keep breaking down. I love a good Grand Prix. This is this is this could only be great news as we're starting to see like. More and more fights get broken down. So big ups to to Bellator. They know how to throw it down. I wish the UFC would throw a Grand Prix together. I know the the idea of throwing a Grand Prix is probably to draw ratings, but I think the UFC really needs one in 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 their organization. Yeah. Well and also in one in one championship it looks like uh, Timothy Nasta Yukin, who knocked out Eddie Alvarez in the in, in Eddie Alvarez's first fight with one championship, is out due to injury. So they reinsert Eddie Alvarez. So he's in the semifinals now of that uh, <laughs> Grand Prix for the lightweight uh, championship. Damn. Well, good. Good for him. Good for him. We'll see how he does. Um, another big news that we want to talk about too is that. It was announced that Thiago Santos had torn his meniscus, his PCL, his LCL, his ACL, and MCL um, in his knee. I think it was his right knee. Uh, but it was also – or no, it was his left knee. And it was also discovered that in his right knee, he had a torn meniscus in there as well. So we had to get that cleaned up. So your thoughts and prayers to your fast recovery, Santos. It will be about a year and a half before we actually see you back in Octagon. Uh, but we can't wait to see you come back. So hopefully the landscape's kind of changed a little bit. And if not, man, maybe you'll be ready to fight. Uh, you'll be able to fight John Jones. Maybe not right off the bat. You'll probably get a warm-up fight just to make sure that everything is good. And then, you know, off you go. Uh, so, you know, wish you the best. Yeah, definitely. And there's just like a, there's just like a lot of trash talking going on in the UFC right now. I'm very excited. Like, did you see uh, <laughs> Henry Cejudo was talking about the triple C and uh, Uriah Faber came back and was like, well, you can triple C these nuts across your face when I beat you. <laughs> I was like, this is so rude. <laughs> oh, speaking of fights, just announced today, Donald Cerrone versus Justin Gaethje. Yes. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. That is going to be a fun fight to watch. Yes, I cannot wait. Two two hitters. I mean, Gaethje's got that knockout power. Donald Trump's got that grit. It is going to be crazy. Odds are, do you think his nose gets broken? He tries to blow his nose out, his nose out again? Definitely, he's definitely not doing that again. <laughs> that dude, man, I felt so bad with that fight. Found it. Uh, your eye favorite said the cringe is real. You can triple see these nuts swinging over your face while you're laying on the canvas. <laughs> yep. I, I gold medal these. Gold medal these. <laughs> <laughs> you got to Dana, you got to make this fight now. It has to happen. It has to happen. I don't even care. Oh, He's gosh. 40 years old, man. That fight has to happen this year. It has to happen. If you're Cody Garbrandt, what happens if, if your teammate slash coach, your eye of favor, wins a title in your division as you're getting ready to come back and make a push? Yep. Well, I mean, hey, man. All's, all's fair in love and war. Just be like, yo, I'm going to challenge him. I might move my camp somewhere else for a little bit and then come back to team alpha male. But I don't know. I really don't know. 
I know, like, he's, and Uriah said that he has a lot of respect for Cody, so it might not be a thing where he's like, hey, I'm going to try to jump into this title fight right away. But who knows, man? I think if the title's there, go get it and go take it. Definitely. I mean, that's the only thing that looms over his uh, head right now. Like, he's got the WEC championship. Now he just needs a UFC championship. He does. Well, didn't he? Has he never won one before? He's never won a UFC championship. He, uh, I'm pulling up his stats right now. Um, um, he, he's fought in, I think, three times for the belt, for the UFC belt. Um, for the interim UFC belt. He lost to Renan Burrell. He what? lost to Dominic Cruz. And I'm pretty sure he's lost to... Oh, he lost Dominic Cruz twice for the belt. Yeah, well, Dominic Cruz is there now. And neither is uh, Renan. Uh, Renan. So. Burrell. Maybe we'll maybe we'll see it. Maybe we'll see him go get it. Not uh, just to let you know. So check the, check this out. Are you ready for this fun fact? Sure. In the last seven fights for Renan Burrell, since he lost to TJ the second time, he's won one time. It's tough breaks for that man. He just got killed by Luke Saunders, Luke Sanders, uh, in November or in February of this year. Yeah, he missed weight too. That's what's crazy. Uh, yeah. Um, he like he's missed weight twice. Back to back against Andre Ewell. Huh? He's missed missed weight in back to back fights. This is crazy, man. He um he needs to go back up. He's, he was, yeah, he was zero and one, and then he rattled off thirty two straight fights with wins before catching TJ Dillashaw for the, the very first time. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel bad. Sorry, Renan. Like he's missed. Like out of his last few fights, he's missed weight three times, man. Like that dude, like I don't, I don't feel like his heart's in it. And if it, if it is, then he needs to stay at like one forty-five. Otherwise, it's, it's maybe it's time to hang him up and move on. Finally. But with that being said, we have our predictions in. We're gonna catch you guys on Sunday with our the results show. So. Anthony, why don't you go ahead and give your Lincoln love? Ooh, my Lincoln love. Um, my Lincoln love is actually going to be a little bit different this time. Actually, you know why? Because my kids, let me tell you, my, my Lincoln love is this. My son, Maddox. Uh, so everybody knows that I'm a veteran. Uh, I play softball religiously out here. If I if I can sub for a team, I'll sub for a team. I, I have a team in the A team. Uh, we'll see we'll, we'll see how long that goes. But I sub for a team called those fucking guys. Not fucking those fucking guys. It's a, it's a funny team. Uh, uh, a friend of mine, Larry, he uh, asked me to play on his team. I served in the military, Larry, for for in a few units actually. Um, so we had a late night game. On Saturday, it was nine, nine o'clock. But I, uh, I am very big on on shaking people's hands who are veterans. So if you're wearing a hat that says you're a veteran, more than likely I'm gonna shake your hand and say thank you for your service because I've been there. I'm I've had people buy me McDonald's. I've had people buy my beer because I was in uniform, or, or they they recognize that that I'm a veteran in the community. Um. My nine o'clock game 
uh, we were walking up to the bleachers, and this older gentleman has a hat that says Vietnam veteran. I reach out and shake his hand and say, hey, thank you for your service. He's like, thank you for your recognition. I was like, yeah, I'm a veteran too, so it's bad respect. Without anybody saying this to my two-year-old, my two-year-old Maddox, he without hesitation, he walks up, puts his hand out, and shakes the veteran, this, this older gentleman's hand and says, thank you. I grabbed him and I hugged him. Oh my, I'm, I was so emotional. Like, that was uh, such a proud dad moment just to have my son do that. Awesome. No, that's actually really cool, man. Like, you know, he doesn't know exactly, but it's, it shows that you're showing a good example and that, you know, he's kind of following along. So that's good. Um, I was going to say that your Lincoln love was going to be Dwight because he does have his fight coming on the contender series, but I'll go ahead and just say that for you. Hey, by the way, so if you guys don't know, Anthony's friend Dwight, who fights over at Team Alpha Male uh, with Uriah Faber, he's fighting on the Contender Series. Uh, so big ups to him, uh, a lot of respect, good luck to you, sir, and hopefully we see you on the victory side. Hey, buddy, good luck, Dwight. So, Anthony, go ahead and give some plugs, man, tell them where they can find you. All right, so plug time. So the first thing we're talking about is 22 veterans. Uh, 22 veterans die every day due to suicide because they can't win the battle that they have going on with them. Um, so just want to keep raising that awareness, uh, veteran suicide awareness, and hopefully we can keep plugging these numbers down and to eventually where the VA finally gets help. Um, God awful. We know how everybody knows how bad the, the VA is, um, except for AOC. But fucker, anyways. Um, If you're a veteran or if you're just someone that, that doesn't have any military uh, in them uh, experience and you're needing help, reach out to us. We're here. We're ready. We're willing to talk. Uh, you can always Snapchat us. You can always Instagram us. You can always tweet us. Add me on Facebook and message me. You can find me on uh, Instagram at Anthony Lujan. 1985 on Twitter and Snapchat it's a Luhan1985 add me I'll add you let's send some freaky stuff yep and then you guys can always find me on all your favorite social media platforms whether that's Instagram Twitter Reddit Discord PlayStation Pokemon it's all gonna be CM underscore Miller 85 uh, it's pretty easy to find me you guys just Throw some love out. We'll uh, get with you guys. We'll talk with you guys. Leave a comment in the, and uh, on the, all of our podcasts or even all of our uh, messages. Um, also, you guys can find me here on Get the KO as well as Franken Cultures, Frankensteiner, and Nerds of the Round Table, 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 um, where we talk about comics. We can talk about MMA. We can talk about wrestling. That's pretty much all it's about. Uh, a lot of fun. Um, and then you guys can actually catch me this Saturday in Dundalk, Maryland, wrestling for AUW. Uh, I'll be having a match against the one and only Josh Dreamer. We'll find out what's going on after that. Um, so after that, you guys, I can't wait to hear from you. So, Anthony, why don't you go ahead and tell him bye. 22. And as always, good night. And good fight.